Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. And today I welcome Stephanie to the program, and I am having a hard time pronouncing her last name, so we decided ahead that she's going to pronounce it for you. I feel so horrible, but she's calling from the Netherlands. I'm so excited, and uh, we're going to get started pretty soon, but I want to just tell you a little bit about Stephanie before I bring her on. She is a copywriter, content manager, and VA who loves to help people get organized and rock at their job. She loves planning, has every color highlighter you can imagine, and enough sticky notes to last two lifetimes. I would love to see that office. Uh, She blogs about getting yourself organized and creating great content for your blog. So welcome, Stephanie, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I I am too. Can you pronounce your last name for everybody? Right. Okay. The host. Okay, so say one more time. Say one more time. The coach. Okay, so I hope you can understand why I had some difficulty. And because my <laughs> name is Creelan, I hate when people mispronounce my name, and I totally understand that they do, so I don't want to do that to other people. So that's why I elect up, like, let me just have you <laughs> say that for everybody. I, com- I completely understand. The cool yeah. thing is, though, it's, it's a Dutch word. And uh-huh. it means it can translate it very literally the pirate. Nice. Okay, so we have yeah. Stephanie the pirate <laughs> joining us today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So thank you for being a good sport about that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um and I would love to hear more about your story. I know we connected through a Facebook group. Um, and yeah. and I love telling my audience kind of where I've met people and and also we were just talking pre-show that it just seems like I've got much more um, international people coming on the podcast so it's really really exciting um, for me and for my audience as well to kind of get you know knowledge and and hear people's stories from all over the world I'm just so excited so again welcome and I would love to have you share more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way Stephanie. Oh, thank you. Um, Let's start. I studied journalism, so obviously the national route for me was to be a journalist. Uh Um, I worked as a translator from uh, English to Dutch at first when I graduated out of uni. Decided that wasn't really my thing. Went back to uni and started Celtic languages and culture. So I can speak modern and old Irish. That's Mm. super random and really cool. Just straight after that, I decided I didn't want to stick around in the Netherlands, and I moved to the UK, where I lived in Wales for a few months, followed by uh, almost two years next to Manchester, where I was the editor-in-chief of Simply Cards and Papercraft, which is a very large papercrafting magazine. Hmm. Well, as a Dutch girl, being in charge of a completely English magazine, so that kind of said something about my English. Mm -hmm. And... And after that, I, I kind of, I didn't want to stay in the UK and I didn't want to work in an office environment anymore. So my plan was to go back home and be a freelance journalist and writer. And that's what I 
started doing, and that went completely upside down. It just, I couldn't get it off the ground. It just, it was a really harsh market, and I didn't know how to break into it. I tried several things, and while I still wanted to be a journalist, I kind of started thinking, well, maybe I could do copywriting, and then started looking into that. And it wasn't until last year in, I think it was September, October, something like that, where I came across Kyla Roma. She had a, a, a mastermind course, Captivate and Convert, and I, I joined on there, and I learned tons about business things and, and how to run your business. And what I figured out was I had a, a blog that was all over the place. I had a portfolio that wasn't drawing in clients. And I actually had no idea who my clients were, who my ideal client was. Mm-hmm. And putting all that together and then finding out that I was just a natural organizer, a natural planner, and I've had people just, just being amazed by how organized my desk is and how organized all my other things are. And for me, it's like a like second nature. I, I don't think about it. I love sitting down with my planner, plan out my day, make sure I have everything I need. And combining that with copywriting skills turned out I was a pretty great VA, so I decided to try and go through that. I just done a massive rebrand that launched on April the 1st, which is not a joke. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, that's been the best decision in my business, just figuring out that planning was my strength and organizing things and combining that with my writing skills. That's great. <laughs> and I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think that's a, a great thing because, uh, you know, a lot of my audience are, are business owner, women business owners, and I call them entrepreneurs and wantrepreneurs, so people who are wanting to get into that, um, dip their toes into the, the entrepreneurial waters. And one of the things that I find in working with um, that population is that people, when you don't have an idea of who your ideal client is and also who you are, it, like, really muddies the waters and it can be very difficult to – be cohesive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think you need to know who you, yeah. who, you, who your client is, and so you can actually talk to them instead of, yeah, I kind of want to want work for everyone. That's just that's how I started, and it just didn't work. No, no, it doesn't work. So, what do you what do you think got in the way of you being able to kind of identify who your ideal client was before? Several things. The, the idea that I graduated as a journalist, so I needed to be a journalist, and I couldn't be anything else. Um, I, I re- actually remember conversations. The people said, "Well, if you don't like it, go do something else." And I just threw my hands up and I was like, "I can't do anything else. I I can speak old Irish and read about folklore and be a journalist." <laughs> and how? I just, yeah. That, so that, it's like being in that little box. Yeah, I got really stuck in that one way, but this is what I studied, so now I have to do that. And it took a while and, and a few people to help me point something out to realize that it didn't have to be like that. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I, I think that a lot of people can relate to kind of that feeling like, okay, this is the path I chose early on. You know, like sometimes we make these choices when we're really, really young and um, we think we have to stick to it. And it's it's so liberating to be like, 
oh, well, you know, things change, and so I can change too. And I think there's, we sometimes get stuck in that mindset of, well, this is my choice, like this is my bet, I have to lie in it. Uh, I don't know if you have yeah. that saying there, but I have a feeling everyone has that type of saying. Um, you know, yeah. and and we we get stuck, like you said, in in having to yeah. do what we originally set out to do. But that's wow, that's it's such a hard way to live if you don't have any kind of flexibility in looking what's beyond the edges of my box. Well, yes, and I mean, like you said, you know, I was pretty young. I decided to do journalism when I was 17. I mean, how how can you know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 17? It's insane. Yes, it is. I know I'm still, I'm in my, my, my mid-40s, and I'm saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? So I think, and I, I like that, and I don't like that, I have to admit, because I think that it it keeps me continually looking at what I'm doing and adjusting things and moving forward. But, you know, I set a lot of goals, too, when I was 17, and I've met them all. And I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know? yeah. it's, it's okay to, yeah, to set goals, reach them, and then move to something else, too. Yeah, and I think when you start on on a particular path, you, you set out those goals and you you don't live with the assumption that you might have to make a new set of goals. You just go and do that, and that's where your box ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and there's so much more to life. And, yes. And even when you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s or wherever wherever you fall in the age continuum, there's always room for questioning, is this, really what I want to do. Is this the best path for me right now? It doesn't have to be that it's you didn't choose something that was worthwhile or that got you to the next step, but it's also just really evaluating, is this good a good fit for me right now or is it time to move somewhere else? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so it sounds like you kind of had a turning point last fall when you um, came across this program that really helped you kind of realize what your gifts were and where things were in your business. Well, yes and no. When I started the the program in October, I continued on the path that I was I was doing, and I adjusted a bit to being just a copywriter mm-hmm. because I found that that I could really get in there and help people, and help other business owners, particularly women to make great copy for their website so they could just, just it would have a good impact on their business. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept trying and dabbling in that until I think it was the end of January, something my boyfriend said to me and we were we were planning things and we were scheduling things and and then and I was getting ahead of myself and just going all out with the planning stuff and, and he turns around to me and he says you really like this stuff, so you the whole planning thing. And I was like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> denial, always denial first. And he said, yes, you do. You light up. I'm like, right, okay. So I just left it there. And then someone else pointed out. He said, you, why, why are you in business? What, what do you want to do? And I didn't have an answer apart from, well, I need something to support mm-hmm. me. I mean, I have to eat, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to sound selfish, but that was that was my answer at the time. And and at that point, 
I started thinking that, yeah, what what am I doing? Who do I want to help? Well, women business owners. That that was that was just the one thing I was certain of. But I didn't know what I wanted to do and what I you know wanted to write, obviously. And then the the planning thing just kind of stuck. And then somewhere at the end of January, beginning of February, it just went snap. And this light bulb that went on in my head. Yeah, that's it. And I, I took on some desk clients, and I've never been happier doing any kind of job than I am making content plans for them and helping them plan their blog posts. And all that kind of stuff just really makes me happy. That's wonderful. And, and, it's, and it's amazing how, you know, it's, it sometimes just takes that small shift doesn't it, where, yeah. you know, someone else points out, so in this case your boyfriend kind of pointed out, like, wow, you're really happy. And sometimes we don't even see it because we're so in the middle of it. So that's why I always talk about to my tribe how important it is to have a support system and for people yeah. to to be able to kind of tell you, like, what they're noticing about how you're reacting to what's going on and what you're doing and everything because it's we sometimes we're just too close to it to really see how it's affecting us i know like my son will always tell me he'll be like mom you need a break or mom you're like well you're really happy today what's going on you know so it's like oh it's a nice little mirror to have yes and and also i think um i completely lost my train of thought <laughs> i'm sorry about that uh-huh. i i think it's what we take for granted, I mean, for me, it's really natural to, to have like a plan, a planner, my my diary, my sit down every day to make sure that I have a good to do list for the next day. Content planning is second nature for me because I've been in magazines and we work about six months ahead, so that's just all second nature to me. And you 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 take for granted what you just do naturally. That it's not that easy for other people, and that you can you actually use that to help people. And that, yeah, that took a while to sink in and figure out. Yes, I, I love that you brought that up because I was thinking the same thing um, as you were talking about how, um, and this is something that, you know, my mentors have helped me see as well, which is the things that that I talk about that for me are like, well, duh, doesn't everyone know that? Well, no, not everyone does, and it's, I've been working, you know, in the realm of mindset and healing for so many years that for me, this is like a second language. And, but not everyone yeah. understands that. And so it's what I understand about it and what I help teach others too is that th- those things that you find yourself saying over and over again, those things that you're um, somehow guided to, to talk about or to teach or to help people with and the things that you think everyone knows that, that's where your brilliance lies. That's where your your natural ability lies. So when you're when you're talking about all these wonderful highlighters and sticky notes, like I speak that language too. Like I love being organized and color coded and everything. But you know and I know not everyone thinks like that. And like my sister and I are completely opposite and <laughs> she she hates that stuff and I'm like, oh but it's so fun to be organized. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's in the spirit. 
Yes, yeah. So, you know, so those of us who love it can geek out on it together, but other people are like, yes. they don't speak that language. So then it's up to, to you to say, well, this is how to do it. And, and that's wonderful that you found kind of like what's lighting you up where other people, like your clients, you know, you don't necessarily need them to be lit up by it because you're helping them with that. Exactly, and and they will be lit up by the fact that I take away that thing that they're not good at or dread doing, so they can actually do what they love doing, and then we both win, basically. Yeah, so win-win is always always a good thing. So I, I love yeah. it. And and I how how would how do you think you kind of came into aside from your boyfriend kind of pointing that out to you? Do you feel like there's other ways that you came to that, knowing that this is where you know my fire is, where my passion is? This is what I'm really brilliant at helping people with. Is there something else that got you to that point? Well, I've I've always been a planner nerd. Massive, and it was around around the same time that I got into that program, I did start to notice more of virtual assistants, and I joined Facebook groups, and I saw all the virtual assistants there, and I just looked into it, and I'm curious, oh, what's that? And then there was this little voice in me that said, oh, yeah, I could do that, and then, as you do, completely ignored it. So it, it was kind of brewing in the background. I just needed a few people at the same time pointing a few things out to me to be able to just click. But yeah, the, the planning thing, the organizing, I mean, even when I was in, in magazines, my magazines always went without a hitch. They, they always made the deadline. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't, it was outside factors that we just could not stop. But the the, the, the plans were always good. My commissioning was always always way ahead of schedule so it was always really organized so it was just nature for me yeah so it sounds like it just kind of clicked as far as bringing that into yeah. your business and understanding how it fit into how you help people yeah and i just also really needed to see that how i could translate it into what i was already doing because mm-hmm. virtual assistant the first ones that i saw were just helping people get organized and there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but I would think oh that's fun but I still want to write so I needed to figure out and click together how I could put the writing thing in there and I think that's brilliant because as, as my audience says I have two virtual assistants I, you know I have one who helps me with this podcast and my blog and then I have another one who's like my techie website anything goes wrong with technology she helps me so um, so we have, like, everyone has, like, a different niche. And so I remember, gosh, I remember starting to hear the term virtual assistant maybe 10 years ago. And it was, you know, basically just the same type of, um, like, assistant that you would have for a, a brick-and-mortar business kind of place. Um, but they would help you online. And now it just seems like even within that space, that people are so niched and really help with different things. So as you're talking about being a copywriter, I haven't heard of many virtual assistants who specialize in that. Um, so that's pretty cool. So I'm like, I'm learning too. <laughs> you know, like, um, and, and also, you know, people at all different phases of their business, it's like, you know, I hear this all the time, like, how do I know who to hire to help me? Like, how do I know what type of support I need? Do you have kind of a an idea of how to help 
guide people? Like, if if they need help with what you do, how do you know that? How can you spot them? Well, when they reach out, they 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 probably point out a problem that they're having, and I always ask them, like, what do you need? And also, what they don't like about their business, but they really, what they would be really happy if they'd never have to do it again. And then there are other people who just say, I just cannot get around to posting on the blog or I'm just too scrambled for time to make a content plan. But I always just take the time to talk to people, find out what their biggest uh, bottleneck is, <laughs> if uh-huh. you will, and how I could help them and if and what kind of virtual assistant they need. And if they're looking for someone to do bookkeeping and accounting, then I'm sorry, I'm not the right person. Right, right. I have, a, I have an accountant to do that for me. <laughs> but Or if they need a more techie person, I can do basic tech stuff, but not like in-depth CSS and that kind of thing. That, that's not my thing. So I just really try to figure out what, what they, where they are scrambling for time. Mm-hmm. And then that gives me a clear idea of if I can help them and how I can help them. Great. Well, wonderful. And it sounds like you do a lot with, with writing. And that that's fascinating to me yeah. because, <clears throat> excuse me, I... I do all my own writing, and um, and that can be challenging sometimes, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> um, you know, it's one thing that I love to do, and it takes time, um, and it takes time away from other things. So h- how do you help people kind of let go maybe of when they're getting in their own way about wanting to do something but just not having the time or or whatever, whatever is blocking them? Well, they always stay really in control. I mean, if I would write a blog post for someone, I ask them for an outline. If it's like the first few times, we'll hop on Skype, we'll talk their idea through. Then I supply them with the first draft. And I can completely fire all the feedback and questions and everything on that. Because if I write something for them, it needs to sound like them. So they... I won't stop until it's done, until they actually say, yes, I could have written that, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for them to know that they still have the control to work to get on the blog what they actually need and not just get some random blog post that they <laughs> feel they have to use because they paid for it. That's, that's how it works. Yes, absolutely. So, And that's great. It sounds like you help um, business owners get out of their way by... By providing that, and it's, it sounds like more of a partnership from what you're describing. Well, yes, I, I found that when I was doing copywriting, um, people would just pay me to do their copy, and then I would hand it back in, and that was it. Whereas with this, I can get just really in depth and just really help them, work with them to you know, enrich their product, their business, to make sure that their business is is thriving, and I think that puts much more soul into it than to just say, hey, here's your copy, that, and that, that's the end of it. Right. Right, absolutely. I, and I, I think that's really, really helpful when you can help them kind of see that and, and that it's a process and that you're you're helping them grow as well. Yeah, and, and I, I know, I mean, if you want to post several times a week or even one once a week, and you want to have some really good quality, and you have all your other things to do as well because business just takes tons of time. 
I can I can understand that you just feel overwhelmed and that that post just just moves to the bottom of your of your to do list. It sure yeah, does yeah. for several months now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's me. Oh my good, yes, it does. It, you know, and it's it is about juggling priorities too. Absolutely, you know. <laughs> and it's nice to have people like you around to help you know, keep us on track and 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 take some of that off our plates. And I think, you know, I think that we all need support. And um, like I said, kind of at the onset, and, and it's knowing what type of support, um, what what your priority is as far as support, and, and then just taking that leap. Yeah, exactly. And just finding someone that fits as well. Just mm-hmm. You need to have, especially this kind of work, you need to have someone that you actually have a click with and that yeah. makes it so much more easier and it makes it makes for the writer as well it makes it so much easier for me to write in someone's voice that I actually have a click with than to just write for someone that just feels like way out of my comfort zone. Right, no, and that is important. I know for me, I um, I'm very relationship based. Uh, sounds like you are as well. So when I'm yeah. going to hire a new team member. I really, you know, have to tap into the energy. We have to be kind of on the same page energetically um, for it mm-hmm. to be a good fit. And, you know, I, my assistants and I, we know each other very well personally, too. <laughs> I think that's um, how how I like to do business. I, I find a lot of women colleagues that I have and people that I work with are very similar as well, is that we we take an interest not only professionally in the people that we surround ourselves with, but also personally. Yes, and I think that is the new way to do business. I mean, especially mm-hmm. online. I mean, you, you, you talk through email and everything, so yes, you may as well get to know someone better, and it makes it all more, all the more pleasant, actually. It does. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and I think that it... I don't know. I, I think, and it's also the type of business um, that I help people with. I mean, I, I help people who are um, relationship-based business owners and, you know, heart-centered business owners, so people who are healers and coaches and therapists. And, and so we all kind of speak that same language, <laughs> and, yeah. and it can be really, really helpful. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I was, I'm um, just looking at my notes as my audience knows I take notes as I chat with my, my guests. Um, and I know you mentioned a rebrand and I went through a major rebrand last year as well. Um, get out of your own damn way is my new brand, um, which is when I launched this podcast and everything. And I'm just curious to know, um, and I always love talking to people when they do rebrands. Like, what came up for you when you were doing your rebrand as far as, like, um, any um, fears or thoughts or anything that was, like, getting in your way as you were going through that process? I think that the, the biggest part was what happened before the rebrand, where I actually had to let go of my idea of what I was going to do in business. And I think as soon as I decided on a on a name and was actually starting to work on on the on setting the, the website up and creating the blog, I got really excited and I just wanted to move as quickly as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. The only few things that that got in the way were some technical things 
um, or finding the time to actually write the copy. And I know this, this sounds a little bit ironic, seeing <laughs> <laughs> as I help people do that. Right. But at the time I was doing my rebrand, I was also moving house, so that might have not been the best <laughs> timing. Yeah. So then, yeah, but so that that was a challenge. But once it all got set up, it's it, once I started working on it, it was so freeing. Mm-hmm. that literally nothing was holding back except a few technical things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the get, the getting to the point where I had a name and decided to actually go for it, that was, that was <laughs> the biggest hurdle. Yes, no, I agree with that. It took me a while to get there too. Um, <clears throat> and that's why I asked because I think it's, um, I think it's a process. I think we all are going through whatever journey that we're going through in our personal and professional lives. And, and for the type of entrepreneurs that sounds like we both are and work with, it's difficult to separate our personal life from our professional life. And so it's, yeah. it's kind of a, a personal development um, in addition to birthing the business ideas. <laughs> and so we have to kind of go through some <laughs> personal growth <clears throat> on the yeah. way to those epiphanies, but I like what you said about letting go because I think that that is a huge key of yeah. being able to get out of our own damn way and really embrace what we're meant to do and and how we can best serve and help people. And that letting go piece is so crucial because it's letting go of, like you said, what you think you should do or what the expectation or what you, you know, based on the choices that you originally made um, and just being open to what's next and once we open ourselves it it seems like and this is like a theme that I see with so many people is that as soon as you let go it's like the floodgate is open and all of a sudden all the wonderful stuff can come in yes yeah that's exactly how I would feel yesterday I signed over the official papers to have my old business name changed into my new business name (laughs) and that just felt so liberating. Oh, I bet. That's a good feeling. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you because I know what it's like to be in that place of, oh, my gosh, I finally know what I what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> 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 like everything is clicking. It's it's a really exciting time and to have the rebrand and yeah. everything. So wonderful. Well, you know, we are just about out of time, Stephanie. Um, it always goes so okay. fast. Um, but I want to make sure that people have a chance to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you do. Okay. Um, my website is thestoriesparks.com. I think there will be a link down below, won't it? Yes. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram as well, so I'll provide you with those links as well. And my website has a 3D vault that I am still adding stuff to, like worksheets and finding out the importance of being you and how you can use that to create your own really good to-do list that actually helps you get stuff done. Great. Well, wonderful. So before we wrap up, do you have any last-minute tips um, for my audience on how they can get out of their own damn way? Listen to that little voice in your head that says, yeah, I, I could do that. And then look around you and see what, what really makes you happy. And I think those are the few things that did it for me. And don't, do not ignore the little voice in your head that says, hey, may, maybe, 
the maybe voice is always right. Wonderful. I think that's great advice. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being a part of the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more powerful interviews with powerful people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. And get even more great tips on how to get out of your own damn way by taking Creelan's free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.